<laughs> I've got sonar. I hear right, you in are a we, faint background. Are we ready? I know you're ready. Are they ready? All right. Yeah. I want to introduce to y'all. We are here to introduce. I'm here to introduce. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comedy Connects. <laughs> Welcome to Comedy Connects Podcast. I'm Jenny Soldner. I'm Mike Shampo. And today we have three guests. Jose Montero. Oh yeah, como estas? <laughs> John Barons. How are we all doing? And Jared Porter. Hello, hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Thank How you are you guys? Fantastic. Fantastic. Glad to be here. Hell I'm yeah. doing pretty great. Yeah. Got up the road. We're all here. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Everyone survived the rain. Mm-hmm. Joy. <laughs> and we're ready for show day. It's showtime. <laughs> So tonight, all four of us are on the lineup for Overtime Pub and Grill in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and that's why we're getting together for a pre-show recording. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. All right. So, I can't lean in that far. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. There we go. I got it. We've never shared a microphone before. I'm I'm struggling. I don't like him this much. This is intimate. This is... I love it. All right. Let's see how many people we can get on... (laughs) <laughs> yep. I can't even like face anybody. Right, next One microphone, two straws. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So yeah, you guys want to tell us a little about yourselves? How long you've been doing comedy? Yeah, sure I can. Uh, my name's Jose Montero. I am from Janesville, Beloit, Wisconsin area. I'm 33 and non-smoking Capricorn. I like long walks <laughs> on the beach. I've been doing comedy for three and a half years now. I love it. And uh, yeah, what else you want to know? Size 12 shoe, <laughs> mild mild foot odor, nothing crazy. It's all right. No no fungus or anything. Just no, not since fun. 2006. But not, it's a, it's oh, been oh wow, it's been clear. It's been that's a long recovery. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. How about you, John? All right. My name is John Barons. I was born in Brookfield, and I live in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, right now. Uh, I grew up in a very Catholic family. I've got three brothers, eight sisters, and two parents who really should have bought TV earlier. <laughs> I'm definitely using that one tonight. I'm sorry, guys. But yeah, we don't mind crossover. That's yeah. perfectly okay. That's excellent. Thank you. And then, uh, yeah, I've been doing comedy for about four years. Started off in Appleton. I've seen Jared a few times there. And, and uh, now I'm doing it kind of like full-time in Milwaukee now. Nice. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Thank you. Cool, man. And Jared? Yeah, I've, uh, I'm, I guess, five years into comedy now. I started out in uh, South Carolina. That's where I was born and raised. So started out comedy there for three years, and then I got married, and the South was a difficult sell. So I live in Wisconsin now. Um, <laughs> is, she, she, is she from here then? Uh, she was from Illinois, Illinois, but it was largely yeah. just about getting out of the South. And All like, right. I couldn't be like, but look at everything. Like, it was. <laughs> Obviously, we're going to leave then, so (laughs) very fair, and we love it up here. We're in Madison now. I lived in Virginia, and I preferred the South, and I feel like I was dragged up here kicking and screaming, so... It wasn't me, to be clear. (laughs) I don't drag women kicking and screaming, but I drug them first. (laughs) Virginia Virginia is south of the Mason-Dixon line, though, but it is a different type of South than, like, like, deep deep South, like South Carolina is like aggressively like south like in your face about it for That's sure. Fair. So how tell us how different doing comedy is in Wisconsin compared to the south. You know, I think a lot of it is still are you in a city or a rural area? 
um, because a lot of it is still, you know, you'll have kind of maybe like a blue dot on a map or a more rural area that's really red. So I think a lot of the things you can get away with in one setting, you can't get away with in the other. You know, that kind of translates over. That said, people in Wisconsin do love laughing at Southerners, I found. <laughs> so I did have some jokes up here. No, Jose saying no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had jokes up here that were, like, working really well, and I was on a show in Alabama that I went back down for, and I did the material because it was working really well up here, and people were furious. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So what is the furthest you guys have traveled for a show? Um. Lincoln, Nebraska. All right. It's a good distance, yeah. Yep, Lincoln, I would say. I'm thinking on this, uh, Nashville. Nashville? I, yep. Wasn't my show, but I was helping with it. So. Well, did you perform on the show? I did, yeah. Then it counts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> then own it. It was my show. <laughs> <laughs> Every five minutes counts, right, fellas? <laughs> Probably for me, it was after I'd moved up here, I kept my bookings I had down south because I felt bad about breaking them, so... I made a few like Madison to like Birmingham and Atlanta trips. Nice. Wow. Um, there you go. But you know, it it made it seem like, well, this guy's in from Wisconsin and I was like, Well, when I booked it, I lived an hour away. Yeah. So <laughs> this is actually stolen valor. I'm, I'm sure like on those intros, they're like, and coming to us from Madison, Wisconsin. Where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Why is he here? <laughs> and he's not headlining? He's doing how much? Six minutes? <laughs> and you, and then you get up and then you got just enough southern in your voice, you're like Something's not right. <laughs> Something about this doesn't work. And honestly, I got to say, being from like a far distance when doing a comedy show, it almost makes it easier when you're telling jokes just because there's that, like that mystique of, wow, he's not from here. He came this far to do this. Mm-hmm. So everything that you're saying has a little bit more impact. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can maybe not have it's, the best night, but it, your, your jokes hit better. It's yeah. more celebrity so, status. It does. Like, honestly, doing, doing local shows like in my own hometown because so, a lot of my material is personal. So, like, people in the crowd are like, oh, wait, was that about me? <laughs> so, like, people hold back, but it's like, it's like equivalent to going on vacation. When you're away from home, people, you know, let their hair down, just are more willing to right. laugh at the experience and not necessarily, you know, divulge into the joke and just take it for face value. So, mm-hmm. I think it's good traveling and getting out away as far away as home as possible. Yeah. When you ever go uh, further south, do you ever get, like, a lot of comments on your accents or is that, like, a big note? For me, I mean, I don't really have an accent compared to, like, a lot of the people that I grew up with, like, from there. You do, Doss. So, do what? It's not much, but it's there. Like, yeah, up here people do comment on it, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, where I come from, I sound like the guy who reads a lot of books. (laughs) (laughs) People think I sound like an inbred hick, which fair, but, like, you (laughs) meet my cousin, you know? (laughs) Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. (laughs) This is as educated as it gets for yeah. the South, right? <laughs> yeah. I actually say that I think people in Wisconsin sound less educated than people in the South. Because people in the South, yeah, let me, mm. hold on, and I'm not talking like Louisiana, but like South Carolina, North Carolina, like <laughs> somehow this this spiraled. But, Sorry, we don't have listeners there. No, we don't have any listeners. If you're listening from there, then I hope you tell your buddies. Um, but... In Wisconsin, everyone talks so slow that it makes you seem like you're really thinking about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Don't know I don't. I don't know if I've ever met that person in Wisconsin. Well, <laughs> really? I, no. I also think the enunciation thing is like, like everywhere has these accents, hmm. and it's like, Jesus fuck, say a word right. Hmm. But everywhere you go, people say different words wrong. 
like bag bag is the you know that type oh, of accent yeah. yep. up here milk it milk. is yeah like it's like aggressive if you're not around it mm-hmm. but i'd ma- i'd imagine y'all don't really notice it I slapped, I say you slapped a y'all in there like we wouldn't notice it. Right. <laughs> I've been told I've lived in several different places in the country and I've been told by everyone I don't have an accent. I did live in uh, Washington DC for a semester of school mm-hmm. and I have had like a couple instances where people tried to guess my accent. I think the funnest one I had was when someone thought I was Australian. Wow. Oh, really? I don't know how. We did Australia to them? Yes. <laughs> so were they drunk? No, they were just, I just saw them in the lobby of my apartment. And, uh, you know, I did my usual thing, which is bend over to pet their dog. And uh, <laughs> said, howdy, how's it going? And they're like, that accent, are you, uh, are you Australian by any chance? I'm like, oh, no. I get that a lot. No, I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. You are so close. Yes. So close. <laughs> just, a, just a hemisphere away. You're okay. I want to drive like a factoid, but I'm like, I don't know if this is the right podcast for it. But it like, absolutely is. Well, it's like, so training centers. When people are um, training people, they send them to the Midwest when they're learning English because Midwesterners have the least accent or twang or whatever you want to call it when it comes to training. So like South, you have that drawl, right? Mm-hmm. If you go East Coast, there's there's that Brooklyn, there's that New York accent, that hard accent. West I, Coast, mid, I'm telling you, I it, could this is not natural. disagree more. If you go to Maine, like I would think, send them to Maine. People from Maine do not have an accent. No. Who, have you heard, who have you heard from Maine? Who, no, they, the Maine. Mainers. Mainers got an accent. I'm from Maine. They got accents. Do in I there. have an accent? I've heard the One. accent this whole time. I've got, I've Lies. got the solution to this. <laughs> Tell us what kind of car you drive. I drive a wonderful automobile, and you won't make me say that word. I have an accent on one word. In Kyle. fact, I used to have an accent on the name John, but I worked. My sister's husband's name is John, so I had to work really hard. That's the point. You had to work really but hard to kick the accent. Only for that one word, and maybe one other that I won't say on this podcast. It may have been said on the last one, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, is, isn't the whole thing, if you're from Maine, you're a Mainer, except they they like cut out a syllable, and they're Maina. just like, we're Mana. We're Manas, yeah. Did you run out of Mana up there in Maine? But... <laughs> Sorry. Don't worry, we got magic cards right there. In the Midwest, you guys pronounce your O's like so passionately. This is an occasion. Like you say occasion instead of occasionally. Well, it's it's an O, not an A. But. Yeah, occasionally. Is it an octopus? Octopus? I don't know. English language is BS anyways. Let's not get into it. It I will get pissed off on the bougie linguist podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot convince me knife is a reason to just take off the K. It's knife. N-I-F-E. Come on. What are we doing? (laughs) English sucks. If Grant from Away With Words is listening to this, I am so sorry. So (laughs) is there a region that doesn't have an accent then? I mean, anywhere you go, people aren't going to hear it if they're from there. Ohio? Indianapolis. Yeah. Bismarck, North Dakota. I doubt that. <laughs> I've never know. met anyone from North Dakota. I don't know how they sound. Listeners, if you're from North Dakota, do call us at 1 800 555 I'd actually go with Indianapolis based on the logic that it's the crossroads of America. So you get like that melting pot where people are coming in from all sides of the Midwest and the East Coast. Right. So it probably all melds down into a more neutral idea. I'm just. I'm just talking out of my butt here. I'll be it honest. Sounds That's good. fair. So, I, Jose, you're from Wisconsin, right? Yeah. You don't sound Wisconsin at all. What do I Meanwhile, sound like? I don't know. Meanwhile, John <laughs> sounds classic Wisconsin. 
and dressed the part. And he's dressed the part. And he's dressed the part. Flannel and everything. I'm from, um, and this is where I'm going to show I'm a fraud. (laughs) Brookfield, Wisconsin. It's a suburb outside Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do have grandparents from Fond du Lac, and they sound more Wisconsinite than anyone I know. Like That's fair. Deep and heavy. I'll say this. Wisconsin, when you start going, I would say... All right, we got Wisconsin. You got you got your hand out, okay? Mm-hmm. If you got Madison right here, anything that's like... I'm up, really glad we're doing this on an up, audio podcast. I said put up your hand. <laughs> <laughs> but where's right here? Now, if you go two inches... If you go to, if you go to medium <laughs> well on way, your yeah. steak, <laughs> <laughs> that's where Madison is. There it is. No. <laughs> no, there's definitely a break point. No, in northern Wisconsin, you've, you've got the stereo, the youper, right? Yeah. You've got right. that accent that does exist up there, but the further you come down into Wisconsin, I would in, I would include Iowa. I would say most of Illinois. I would say some of Ohio. That's not um, city. Yeah. It, it's usually a pretty neutral ground as far as accents go. There there really isn't a hit on on any of the words that you're saying. I mean, we might have a, you know colloquialism to, to whatever we have like bag bag milk milk so on and so forth. But mm-hmm. we as was, we don't really have a crazy. Like if you meet some dude from from San Francisco, you're gonna be like, oh, you West Coast boy. <laughs> yeah. This may be the longest time we've spent on non-comedy related content on this podcast, and I. We talked it. about running for a while last time. Running. Yeah. Only because comedians don't run, and we made fun of that. Do you guys act, do any kind of exercise? What's your fitness level? Like physically, like physical exercise. Yeah. Are you athletic? I I work out only so I can go sit in the sauna. But I feel like a dick if I go to the gym and just go straight to the sauna. <laughs> so I do enough to get like a light sweat and be like, okay, obviously I, I can go sit for it. 30 minutes now. Yeah. So the answer is not much, but I do yeah. go to the gym a lot. All right. Jared's one of those guys that shows up to the treadmill, sets it to 10, waits for it to get going, and then just starts sprinting for about 35 seconds. And <laughs> yeah. then it's sauna time. Yeah. Like, all right, I'll pull the hammy. <laughs> Shit. Ah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Jared walks into the gym and a lot of people look at him and go, Let's yeah. find out how athletic he is because I like what I see so far. When I run on the track, I just look like I'm like chasing the people up ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, it looks very confrontational. Yeah. I feel like we should describe Jared. <laughs> yes, it's obviously not a visual podcast. He's busted his shit. That. So uh, he is a well done steak. He's a well done steak on your, on your hand. On, on your, your hand. hand. Find and the... here's where you'll find Jared. Please, God. All right, how athletic are you, John? Oh, me? I, uh, I do some like strength training. Uh, I would say my favorite activity is biking. I love biking. Obviously, in winter, my cardio kind of goes down because there's literally nowhere you can go without slipping. But, I mean, there are some, like, runners in Milwaukee who do run, like, the whole time through. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but that's a thing there. I, uh, like, when the summer comes around, though, spring, summer, and fall, I do like taking the bike around. Um, There's a lot of great trails Let's be real, man. It's the spandex. Just you can be straight with us. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not much for spandex. They do have a naked bike ride that oh. goes on in Milwaukee, which is pretty interesting. Okay, why is everything in Milwaukee? Milwaukee he knew it was yeah, coming. Why is yes. everything in Milwaukee end up being naked? Like the comedy show we talked about on one of our podcasts, where the whole audience. Do we even say that on the podcast? Yeah, now yeah, that I'm thinking, on there. the whole audience had to show up naked. Wait, you weren't there's allowed a naked, in. There's a naked show. There's a naked show. Who, who right. books that? Who, yeah, who, did, who I, books that? I, I don't remember. I'll have to go back through and look. But the Anyone? whole, you weren't allowed in if you were wearing clothes. Like, what is it with Milwaukee and naked? Mm. I don't know. I mean, you're direct from the source, y'all. Y'all just like seeing 
seeing genitals. Well, like they enjoy say, that. <laughs> enjoy a good job. genital. It's actually really. Big fan of seat covers. Yes, I do enjoy a decent genital, <laughs> but one, just one. No, it's all like, uh, you know, picture the audience naked. You don't need the picture of them anymore. It helps. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've never thought I'm going to picture these bike riders naked. I don't know why how that would be comfortable, though, because bike seats mm. are the least comfortable thing I've ever felt. I'm picturing those banana seats. Well, yes. I'm just thinking, I don't know, Jeff. Uh, Valerie's riding a little left on that seat. It might affect her in the later miles. Like, how, how do you call that? I will note that once I tried biking with my shirt off, and it ended really badly. Oh, gosh. We were in Milwaukee, and we were going on the hop tracks. Um and there's a car behind me, and the hop is like the inline rail that they got around the city. Oh. My bike like went in the trail, and uh, yeah, I flipped on the bridge right there. <laughs> and I think the hardest part about that wasn't the fact that I got bruises over half my body, but the car behind me, I went through the effort of like dragging my bike off like within five seconds and saying sorry, and they just honked at me. That just <laughs> really, that hurt my feelings. That was their oh. Yeah. No, that was not. That was you asshole. Yes. Get off the roads. It, People are so angry at bikers in any context. Okay, to be fair, the reason for that is because bikers ride the line between pedestrian and vehicle and legally they're vehicles, but then they do the whole pedestrian thing and get away with it. Like they pull up to so like a red light. Yeah. yeah so if you're a pedestrian, they're running you over on the sidewalk. If you're a vehicle, you they cutting you off when you're trying to turn right. Well, I Not that I'm personally enraged by this by any means. I can't ever accept the implication that I was wrong in any way. So, like, I like to think it was his fault, you know? I like him. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like you two would get along really well. Yeah. So, we should probably get some comedy, huh? I think we should. I, we, we, what comedy do you guys want to talk about? Isn't that the worst podcaster move ever worst. to go, <laughs> hey, come on our podcast, podcast. be funny. I mean, I mean, I would like to say that I, I am not athletic. Thank you for asking me oh. about that. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me describe oh, no. myself. Mike, I Mike am, cut I am, that one off. I am a short, 5'8", flabby, flabby guy. <laughs> and they just assume, ah, he doesn't do shit. Don't, <laughs> so don't to ask be him. Fair. To be fair, the short, 5'8", flabby, flabby guy is the one who cut you off. And we've ass. not heard about his uh, regiments at all, have we? So <laughs> We try not to talk about his jock history because... <sighs> it, it, it goes to a dark place that she doesn't enjoy. I love it. I love talking about my history because... I was a beautiful 18-year-old, 185 pounds, could squat 400 pounds, bench 220. I was fantastic. So now you're a lazy piece of shit like me is basically what we're getting at. Amen, brother. Okay, there we go. Mm -hmm. That explains our athletic abilities here. <laughs> if anyone cares, I'm not athletic at all, but I'm also not a comedian, so I just ask the questions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for all guys in their 20s, it's not a question of if you become a Tony Soprano. It's a when you become a Tony Soprano. Ah, yeah. I like that. Getting that body type, yeah, that's, that's a given. I don't think I'm supposed to have it six months into college. I, well, I get the body. <laughs> to be fair, the body type comes for us all, but like, I don't think I'm ever going to become a boss. Like, I just like I peaked. I'm just I suck now forever until I die. Well, that's all the Sopranos is. It's I suck now. Wait, was it I? I just turned to the point where I sucked, or did I always suck? Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So I have to learn to just embrace that. Basically, yeah. yes. Boss, babe. There. That's six six seasons of The Sopranos right there. You don't need to watch a show. That's Done? just it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever use TV shows in your acts? Like, in your sets? And, like, I mean, like, you know, references. Like, you know, others. Oh, absolutely. You know, that kind of thing. So... Is there ever the fear that not enough people are going to know it or watch it? Like, I don't know anything about Sopranos. If you got up and did a Sopranos bit, do you have to explain it a little bit? I think, like, 
deep cuts I would stay away from. Like, because if you if you're bringing up a TV show that a dedicated follower, if they've watched episode one to season eight and they get that little joke, yeah, stay away from those. But I mean, who doesn't know Cheers? Who doesn't know the Fonz? You know. Well, at this point, I mean, you're aging yourself. At this point, there are some young crowds who might not. Yeah, yeah like it, okay. I, I've been surprised so a, in like Madison by that by crowds yeah. who don't get something. Mm. And <laughs> look at me blaming the audience; I, they don't right. get it. It's their it's fault. The but <laughs> but I think it is sometimes. Of like, oh shit, theme. y'all weren't yeah, even we born in the two thousands. Yeah, the audience yeah. was just dumb. But there's a there's a comedian, a local comedian in Wisconsin, who does a joke about this is my brother Daryl, this is my other brother Daryl, which is a bit from the Bob Newhart show. No one in the room laughed, but me. I don't know about me because you, yeah, she watched lots. Because of old I TV. I watched tons of old TV. I'm I'm really old, um, <laughs> but it was one of those that it was a great bit. But who's gonna get it? Kind of like Cheers. Who's because Bob Newhart isn't that far behind Cheers. You know. Yeah, it's about the same I don't know. Time. I just want to go. What happens is you guys your name. Grow, <laughs> what happens is you guys you know get older. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the young John? You're the youngest one in the room, I think, right? Yeah, 25. 25. Oh, Motherfucker. Yeah. You yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> also true, yes. That's so many years ahead of him. <laughs> Would you understand a Cheers reference? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I also grew up in like a pretty Catholic family, so that was That's like true. a very popular. You guys were only allowed to watch the 1980s. My mom always said that. Participate. Yeah. When I was growing up, I was kind of like a know it all. My mom always said I was like Norm. So. That was like uh, fun to roll with. I spent five years trying to figure out what that actually meant. She was calling you an overweight alcoholic. As he's She's not wrong. <laughs> as he looks at his beer longingly. So what what rank were you in the eight? Or what did you say? Eleven of you or uh, twelve of us. Twelve. What rank are you? I'm number eight of twelve. It goes three brothers, four do- four sisters, then me, and then four more sisters. Oh dear. Yeah, there's a hierarchy on hand. Yeah. <laughs> so like. When it does come to referential humor, like we kind of like span a pretty wide area of references. Like we know the adult shows from all the ones that my bro- my older brothers and parents had watched, and then we know all the levels of like you know kids shows from what my little sisters, my nieces and nephews have watched. So like we kind of get like a big idea of how that goes around. When it comes to making jokes about that, I kind of go for like something called a Netflix trailer rule. If it's something oh. that they have in the Netflix trailer that they immediately establish in the first five seconds it autoplays, mm. that's something I think you can make a joke out of. That's smart. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's I'm a good idea. I'm going to yeah. write you. that Thank down. Yeah. Hey, John's over here doling out comedic life advice. Where, <laughs> when's your book coming out? <laughs> well, once we get the rights and the copyright figured out. All right. Yeah. And yeah. J.K. Rowling puts her laser sight off of me. <laughs> Don't worry, right. she's taking care so of that now, herself. So now, now yeah. I'm curious with with this idea of you know this quick I you know I don't know what you'd call that criteria or what of how you write your joke. Does it, do just, you two have anything like that where it's like this? You always think like if I if this is the case, then this joke will work. Well, I think a lot of it also comes down to if you know kind of staying on the TV subject, but in general like cultural relevance. If it's something like, I don't know, like Squid Game was really big last year, some random show, it's like, well, I'm hopefully doing this joke for a long time. I mean, that's why we're going to open mics is I want something right. in my act. You know, I want something that's going to maybe be funny for years. You know, that's that's why we're trying all of these different things out at open mics. So I, I try to go for more like kind of ubiquitous subjects like 
like Jersey Shore, even though that was only like a several year long fever dream. It's like in <laughs> pop culture now. Right. So I, not that I'd do a joke about that specifically, but I would consider that more fair game. But than we like, don't know what's going to be pop culture until it's passed. Right? That's true. Yeah. There's, but there, there's a general sentiment like if it if it runs long enough and or is like that like in your face. Like Tiger King is never going away. I don't think so because it was yeah. so like it was so such He's, a huge thing. Jose disagrees. Did I say what? that? You, that was a disagreeing phase. No, I, was I like, don't know. It could be. I mean, the yeah. most random things hit though. I mean, if right. you think about what's popular and what's stuck around, I mean, the most random things pop up and stick. I, I, I just can't explain it. I mean, that's just the mm-hmm. way it goes, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, who'd have thought Tiger King that that concept would blow up the way it did? Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, Squid Game. I have never seen anybody go, wow, that's subtitled. I would love to watch it. Right. <laughs> but, then, but then half of America was like, you know what? I'm going to learn to read real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be the Southerner who read all of Dr. Seuss's work. <laughs> you know? They're going to work like, I kind of yeah. know a bit of Korean. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm young Haseo. What's up, <laughs> Jared's over here saying, I read books when really he just watched Squid Game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Your secret is out. See, I never get on stage, but I will slip an office reference into a podcast as often as I humanly can. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, so that's that's your homework. Catch all the office references as you listen <laughs> to all the podcasts. Oh, I got your office for you. I got everything. Uh, we, we, let's do let's do like a trivia night. Let's do trivia. Po- we've done we've done office let's trivia, go. and you know if there weren't cheaters, we'd kick ass. <laughs> cool. The advent of smartphones kind of kind of ruins that. It really did. Kind of so jolts we your shine. We were at okay. A friend of mine's gonna appreciate. A friend of mine's gonna appreciate me mentioning this because we were at a trivia and there were people who were sitting at this table, like in the back corner of the bar, and they won. Like a that's sketchy. some a little sketchy. That's some sketchy shit. Like uh, you you picked that seat. I do you think it's just like kind of like interesting? Like when you do throw the whole Tiger King thing into it. To me, Tiger King feels like it came out last week because that's kind of like, it came out right at the start of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just kind of stuck around with us because we all associate with that weird first two weeks of what quarantine right. was supposed mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that also, I mean, there were a few things that got big possibly because everyone was stuck at home. Like Absolutely. you mentioned that was a random thing for all of America and I guess a big portion of the world to be like, this is amazing. Like, are you talking about the same thing I'm watching? Honestly, yeah, it's because we were point. stuck inside. It yeah. was good though. Yeah. I will say it was good. I was oh, a huge yeah. fan of it. I was enthralled. Yeah, I can't say I'm better than everyone. I was watching it like, <laughs> right away. I think at this point, people see these shit show things and they're like, that's, yep, that's it. That's our life now. It's anything always, to make us feel better about on. our current situation. Oh, yeah. And that's basically what it boils down to. Like, these people are terrible. They're totally fucked. I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is kind of goes like like the punching down thing that comes up in comedy a lot. It's not that anyone's being actively malicious, but it is really comforting to watch something where you're all just like, these are all a bunch of stupid pieces of shit. Yeah, next episode. Obviously, <laughs> I'm very invested now. I so mean, I, somebody drops Jersey Shore in there. It's like, yep, that's what. It, that's all it takes. It's trash. So I, I see I love a lot trash. Of, I'm a raccoon. It like, is, yeah. A lot of comedians do that self-deprecating or whatever, and people relate to that because they're like, oh, yeah, I'm shitty too. Do you ever do things that insult other people? Or talk about how trashy that is that doesn't apply to you, like that would just seem insulting because it's not you speaking from your own experience. I've had 
I mentioned that issue when I went down south and I did the jokes that are kind of like about rednecks and southerners and people got really offended. And I didn't think anything of it because I was I thought I was joking about the people I grew up around and they took it very much as an outsider punching down on them. And like what again, I thought they were pretty harmless redneck jokes. I'd do some of them tonight. Um you know, on, on the show later, but at the time, someone actually came up to me and goes, "That was very classist." And oh, I'm like, "The jokes ooh, about really? your family having food-based nicknames, because that was not that serious." Right. But like, yeah, you always so hear about racist you, and sexist, but I haven't heard classist. Yeah, shows you the blind spots you have. I mean, I, yeah. I kind of blew it off, but I, you know, it stuck with me. Like, okay, I'm not going to quit doing the joke. I will not do the joke in Birmingham, Alabama anymore. <laughs> That's a compromise. I'll make fun of them from afar. People are out here calling out his bigotry, and he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it over there. <laughs> yeah, that's the opposite of personal growth, right? Just uh, take my ball and go home. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part about that after show moment is that that person literally sat there for however long, doesn't matter how many people came after you, oh, it yeah. could be an hour and a half later, and they were sitting there the whole time like, I'm going to let them know, I don't care, I'm still going to call my son Burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a family name. <laughs> Outsider thinks he's better than me. <laughs> what about you, John Jose? Oh. So, like, in terms of, like, doing jokes about, like, different, like, peoples, I would say that I kind of, like, I avoid doing that. Like, I don't like, you know, punching down usually. I mean, it's fun to do, though, every now and then. <laughs> but, like, I would say that, like, my big thing is I like to punch down where it's closest to home. So a lot of my jokes are about Catholics. Mm-hmm. Uh or, like, specifically, you know, people like me. And I usually, like, I'll have myself at the root of the punchline mm-hmm. in some way. Or someone who, like, uh, is closer to me. So that way people know it's like, you know, this one's coming from home, so to speak. It's a, it's something like that. What is the most vulgar joke you've ever done, and do you regret it? Mm. Yeah, I do regret it because I said it out loud. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so let's put it on a podcast forever. <laughs> <laughs> no. You don't have to tell yeah. us the joke. Just give us the, the genre, the uh, gist. The premise involved like, incest and cunnilingus. Oh, and I was, dear. I was three months into comedy and just stereotypically was like, if people gasp, that's a laugh, right? Still counts. I made him do something. That and Mike, then, Mike yeah. believes that all the time. He does his whole Dahmer set just for the gasp. <laughs> well, that's pr- yeah. It's personal. It's like it's satisfying. Like I don't, I don't care. If they hey, at least you're listening. My... Well, maybe yours is actually structured. Mine was just some hack bullshit. But yeah, I was doing it at open mics and then pretty quickly was like, oh, they're going to hate me if I want to do this for a while. You guys are going to learn that I only yeah. tell hack bullshit. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, John? You got one? Uh, I would say that like the most vulgar jokes I do. I'm going to guess my parents aren't listening to this. But <laughs> I did one yesterday where I will like, talk about my mom having had 12 kids. And, uh, yeah, that lends itself to some imagination, yeah. as it already does. <laughs> Yesterday, I was at, like, a venue where um, we had a couple of, uh, you know, bad sets beforehand. So, like, a bunch of people walked out Ooh. because they thought they were going to be there for karaoke. Mm. So I was like, yeah, my mom's womb is a, is a lot like the front door of this establishment. <laughs> <laughs> One guy goes in and 12 people go out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that is good. That's a good job. <laughs> Yeah, but my mom would definitely kill me if I ever did it. <laughs> I guess, like, I have I have to be, like, you know, not withhold the vulgarity unless I'm, like, really sure it's going to pay off. 
I, ha- I have like one really vulgar joke that I do like end the set with, and that does well. But I think the hardest thing about vulgar jokes is if I use them too much, I get like used to them oh. and they kind of lose their zine because I think half the fun is, you know, being unsteady on the delivery on it. Mm. You kind of just have to be sure, you have to be sure with your material on your riskiest jokes. Because mm-hmm. if you're like, if you are with, if you're like gonna whiff on it, People are gonna sense that it's like it's like blood in the water. You're just gonna bring the sharks out. Yeah, they can sense it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jose? How bad do you get? Oh, I am disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> I was disappointed with myself. Yeah. I've said two jokes that I'm not gonna say here on the podcast, but one involves. We're a rated R podcast. I, I don't care. Right. <laughs> He's like, I don't want evidence of this uh, in the future. It's a, it's a, it's a quadriplegic joke. Oh, okay. I dated a gal. Uh, I dated a gal? <laughs> Not a lot of movement on that one, huh? God. Oh, my. Oh, you're, you're ta- See? He's taking the reins for me. I don't even have to say the joke. <laughs> it's got no legs I mean, if we on. have a guest get themselves canceled, it's let me just say, Let me just it. say, when I, when I did the joke, there was a guy in a wheelchair when I said it. And oh, I, you got to oh, read yeah. the room. No, I followed it up with, did you like that one, Wheels? Oh. <laughs> he oh, not no. only loved it, he <laughs> took a picture with me and said that was oh, the wow. funniest <laughs> fucking thing he's heard. <laughs> and you know what? I, I shoved the joke then and there. I was like, you know, that is as good as it's going to get, and I'll never say it again. Wow. And the only one that can touch that one would be the absolute racist joke about being like Mexicans and cleaning stuff. And, uh, mm. and it incorporates cleaning products, one being fabuloso, the other one spick and span. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that oh is, that, oh that, that, you, I'm not even going to tell the joke. That is yeah. a real product you can buy. And it is. Uh, it really is. <laughs> so, do, so do you guys have anyone who comes to the show, significant others or parents who, who you change your set because they're there? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's pointing at the significant other. Yeah. Yep. I, there are some jokes I will not say in front of her, and I'm pretty open. Like when I when we started dating, I told her, I, I say some pretty off color, ridiculous things. I don't mean it. All right. I, these are just jokes, and uh, she's been pretty good about it. But there are still some jokes I just I can't say in front of her. Can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh. Because I, I I wouldn't want her to say certain things to me. I feel like just oh, internally, so I, re- I have to respect the fact that she's there. This is going to be something that will stain our relationship <laughs> if I say this out loud. And like, I'll, it will be two o'clock in the morning, and she'll go, So, what the hell did you mean when you said this? <laughs> I feel like her and I would get along really well. <laughs> so, I'm still a little, I'm a little fresher than you guys are with this, right? Uh-huh. I haven't been doing this as long. So, I haven't learned some of those lessons yet, but I did learn that one. Um, I, I was riffing on another open micers joke, and I suggested that I wasn't receiving blowjobs anymore, and the whole room spins and looks at her. Yeah. Because everybody knows us at this mic, <laughs> yeah. and so they just stare her down. And 
I was just setting up for my erectile dysfunction joke. It felt like an eternity <laughs> that people stared at me. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, that is one lesson I have There was learned. way too long of a pause between I don't get blowjobs because I have erectile dysfunction that I did. I was not okay. Well, the room got loud. I had to wait. <laughs> so what you had was a learning moment. A learning moment, And yeah. you took it the wrong way. You could have been like, babe, that was a good I, joke, but you should just hurry up on that punchline. The only reason it was a good joke, because everyone knew to make like laugh at me. <laughs> anytime, anytime these riffs happen, it's the first thing in the van. You could have told me. I'm like, I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> So I couldn't have told you. You could have prepped me for this, already. <laughs> I had no idea it was happening. So, John, you already alluded to, I hope my mom's not watching yeah. listening, but... That comes from a personal place. <laughs> um, actually, multiple times over. So, like, I used to do all my jokes solely on Facebook. I, like, wrote material out on there. And, um, you know, I had my parents, like, uh, my mom was a Facebook friend of mine, which is, like, my first mistake. <laughs> Eventually, they let you customize which... Friends can see yeah. which posts, which was a godsend. <laughs> because, like, I got, like, uh, messages from my mom. And I'm like, hey, I want to talk to you about this one joke. A couple of weeks ago, I had, like, the hardest wake-up call yet when my dad wanted to, like, talk about one of my jokes. And I'm like, how did he know? He doesn't even have a Facebook page. He's oh. using my dog's Facebook. Wow. My deceased dog's Facebook. <laughs> That's gold. This is more like that is like some spy master shit right That's there. Beautiful. That is like robust. <laughs> yeah. What last what, what about you, Jared? Any Yeah, in my case, my wife works in TV news. So with me doing comedy, she's always like, "Hey man, be cool. <laughs> People know me." Uh, <laughs> is she a drug dealer too? So, hey man, be cool. Don't. Be cool. There, there be were cool. times where I would joke about like I would just I looked at it as joke about like my sex life or generic jokes, but then I'm like, oh yeah, people are hearing about the weather lady. Oh, so I had to realize like, oh, you can't do that. So wow. yeah, I, I definitely had to tailor my stuff early on to not talking about the weather lady's sex yeah, life. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think we have to wrap it up. And thank you guys for being here, Jose, John, Jared. I love, it's like the J's, right? And then I'm Jenny, so we have to kick Mike out. I mean, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. You've been voted out, Mike. Yeah, he's been voted out off the island. Bye-bye. Story of my life. (laughs) All right, thank you so much for listening. You can find us at ComedyConnects.com and on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at ComedyConnects. Thank you. Thank you for having us I on. I never know yeah. what I'm supposed to do at the end. You don't have to do anything.